This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. One of the climatologists that we use came with the same forecast as spook Chicago border trade markets that Argentina may get a timely rain. He thinks that coverage will remain more toward western Argentina and that dry eastern areas may get messed. Rather than a pattern change, this appears to be a one-time opportunity with the forecast for March still leaning dry. Just 24% of Argentine crops were rated good to excellent, versus 61% at this time a year ago. The market will be focused on the coverage and intensity of this rain. It remains wet in Brazil, where harvest and planting delays continue. They are already outside the ideal window for planting second crop corn, so a portion of that crop will be vulnerable. Wheat and cotton are not going to want to give up any acres, while corn, soybeans, and sorghum will all want more acres yet. If there is to be any kind of buffer from 2021 weather risk, to the 2020-21 carryovers. USDA says the corn will add 2 million acres and with a trend line yield, add just 50 million bushels to the carryover. I think that this addition of corn acres will be fighting against dry conditions in the western corn belt, as well as an affinity by farmers after last year's bad experience with planting corn on corn. Adding 6.9 million acres of soybeans over last year and only growing projected carryover by 25 million bushels with a trend line yield, is a setup with risks for no carryover if the weather is less than ideal at all. I said that new crop soybeans were a dollar too cheap basis historical carryover stocks, and they've picked up a lot of that since. USDA says that sorghum acres are going to increase by 1.3 million to 7.2 million. It would appear to me that the sky is the limit for additional sorghum acres. They need Milo to feed in Kansas, and they can export all that they can grow to China. That makes sense to me as a dry weather crop in the Plain States. The La Nina will have its bullseye on the Plain States. Anything dry land should go to Milo. There's no real room for any prevent plant acres this spring. Cotton and wheat market strength is defensive response to retaining acres. Many crops want more acres and none have any to lose. This is fun. The biggest surprise to me is not that Chicago border trade prices have climbed eternal levels, but that they've done so and no end users have blinked at paying the price. Prices have yet to go high enough to curtail the consumption. The fact is that many would like an inventory in order to buffer potential for a real shortage. There's no buffer in carryover projections for weather risk. Chinese crush margins remain positive as our prices are still competitive to theirs. Chinese export demand is cleaned out our cupboard, and after they take what they want, then domestic end users will have to fight over whatever is left. Add in a new dimension from speculative interest from funds being given expanded position limits, and we really do not know how crazy prices can get. On the cattle, Packers killed 121,000 head Wednesday. That sounds better until we note that last year they killed 123,000 head same day. We have more cattle on feed and a much larger front-end supply. It still comes down to how much Packers are willing to pay for cash cattle. Packer margins are at record levels for February. Consumers have been willing to pay more for beef, and that is a good thing, as they are being asked to by retailers. I went shopping at the meat counter. They featured beef roast at $2.99 a pound, limit of 10 pounds. The ribeyes that I like were $15.99 a pound, and the T-bones were $9.99. 
Most other beef was four ninety nine to five ninety nine a pound. It was the pork that was priced to sell. They had great looking Iowa chops for a dollar forty nine a pound, no limit. I bought my limit of beef roast along with Iowa chops. I think that retail beef prices are uncompetitive and there is a limit as to how much more that consumers are willing to pay. The beef market is asking much of consumers while too little of that value is reflected in cattle prices. This industry is out of balance. Lean hogs were holding on the gains. There were reasons that the cash hog market may have weakened this week. So this much strength suggests something remarkable is occurring. Probably one telltale signal that something was bullish was that packers were killing producer-owned hogs first, so packer-owned hogs added weight. This showed no worry over the hog market, delaying sales added value to packer-owned hogs. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.